Hey, this is Jake Davies from Of Limbo, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well, so please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening. Some people will go to any lengths to pop, my man. I mean, pop. Like, just this past year, I resorted to deadlifting my girl's Tesla so my chassis could outshine the competition. But what's more important is nutrition. And that just blows my mind. That's why I let TNT Health put together my workout and meal plan and everyone's seeing results now. And that's why it makes my heart soar like a hawk to share with all of today's Boondoggle fans that if you use promo code Boondoggle, you can receive 10% off your purchase at TNTHealth.com. So remember what the macho man says. Go to TNTHealth.com. Get some product, use promo code Boondoggle, and save. Especially if you want pythons the size that look like they come off of Skull Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now hang it up, hang it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's The pinnacle of rock festivals in the United States. Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival returns to historic Crew Stadium with the biggest lineup ever to rock Columbus. Slipknot. Disturbed. Pantera. Limp Biscuit. Evanescence. Judas Priest. Stain. Rise Against. And the original Misfits, plus a day to remember. Falling in reverse, breaking Benjamin, 311, sleep till seether in this moment. Fade, Cypress Hill, Sum 41, Cherry King, and Thrax. And that's just the beginning. Over 120 bands, four days, and for the first time ever, a fourth stand to give you more metal, more rock, and more mayhem. May 16th through the 19th at Historic Cruise Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Tickets on sale today at SonicTempleFestival.com.
What's up? It's John from Skillet, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. Fasten your seatbelts. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And a uh, real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or Odyssey or BitChute or Rumble, please hit that uh, follow subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, whatever pa- podcast platform you're using, please hit that uh, follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm about to bring you today. You know, it's uh, the holiday season, spending a lot of money and I'm low on cash. So I'm accepting cash bribes today. <laughs> Speaking with the guys from the band Cash Bribe. You like that? I've been playing that all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? Good, man. Can't complain, man. So we got Joe, the vocalist, and Kirk, the guitar player, the band Cash Bribe, New York. And, uh, man, a lot of stuff I want to talk to uh, when I was going down the, the Cash Bribe uh, rabbit hole here. But usually when I have people on for the first time, I like to get a uh, quick background. So do you guys <laughs> remember originally what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, shit. Um I wanted to be an astronaut originally, um, but then I, I saw some story on the news. It was like it was like this big uh, hidden camera investigation of like these dudes in the Air Force like getting like hazed really bad. So like I saw this as a little kid, and I'm just like, that's it, nah, fuck that. Wow. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was that that put an end to that. Um, and then after that, I guess it was music. <laughs> I was hoping you're going to say you saw some video with like Flat Earth Dave and space was fake. But... Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how about you, Joe? Uh, can I be boring? I wanted to be a rock star <laughs> uh, or like a, a, an athlete. I, I was really into football when I was a little kid. I wanted to be, a, you know, a bruiser. Nice, nice. And then when, uh, obviously, you know, music caught your guys' ear, do you remember, like, who, uh, you know, uh, like, what age you were and, like, uh, what was it and who was it that kind of caught your ear and pulled you into the music world? Shit. So, um, I remember, you know, when I was a little kid, my mom had the, uh, had a record player, right? And I had, I'd have headphones kind of like these. And uh, we'd listen to, like, uh, she had, like, Michael Jackson on uh, on vinyl and all that. And then uh, as I grew older, um, oh, there was uh, the first metal song I think I ever heard was Corn's uh, Blind on, like, a X Games compilation. You remember the X Games? They still have those? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> but um, I, I heard it on the X Games compilation, and, like, it was like the BC Boys, which is cool. And then it was Corn. I was like, oh, shit. And then, you know, from there, I, you know, I, I did that for a little while. And then I realized that I don't really like dudes like whining as much as New Metal did at the time. So then, you know, discovered like Slayer and Metallica and all that, Pantera and, you know, whatever. And then it just all goes from there. And before you know it, you get into like guttural vocals and, you know, three million bpm and all that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) nice what about you joe uh i came from a a really musical family um my both my parents have like crazy good taste in music like my mom's first concert was sly in the family stone like are you serious you know um and they were more or less really supportive of me learning everything I could about rock and roll as, as early as I could. You know, we took a lot of road trips growing up. We, we didn't fly anywhere. So these eight hour drives of just like all Neil Young, you know, or like <laughs> all, uh, I don't know, the Beatles or the clash or, or whatever. And, um, and I'm from Dallas, Texas originally at stars. Um, and that scene was, ah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that scene when I was in like middle school and in high school was, was awesome. There, there was hardcore, um, there was punk, there was metal. A lot of those guys are still around frozen soul where, where dudes, I watched the guys in frozen soul. I I watched in punk bands. I played, um, 
a couple shows with uh, Chris from Frozen Souls, old band Unit 21, who's still like one of my favorite, favorite groups. Um, There's a lot of good crust coming out of of Texas at the time. Chaos and Tejas was popping off. So there's just like a lot of really good heavy music culture, you know, hitting Texas at the right time for me. I, I knew some neighborhood kids that just fed me a healthy diet of, of heavy music and, and, um, you know, shout out Phil. And, uh, I had a buddy, Matt, that just locked himself in his room and played guitar all the time. And, and I learned that if I wanted to keep hanging out with him, I had to learn how to play music and I had to get with it too. And, um, the rest was an addiction from there, you know? (laughs) Oh, shit. Nice. And then, uh, like what, now you had already touched a little bit about the scene that you grew up in, but what about you, Kirk? What kind of uh, music scene did you grow up around? His is sick. Well, uh, originally, uh, I grew up in Charlottesville, uh, which is mostly known for the Dave Matthews band, so it's terrible. Um, you know, fucking horrendous. Um, but you know, I had like a you know high school band and all that, whatever. But then I moved to uh, went to go to school in Richmond. Uh, which has a really vibrant like punk hardcore scene and um you know got involved in that and um you know just played in a bunch of bands uh you know while i was there and um you know when i moved up uh to new york it it was kind of like i moved up because i needed a i needed a job honestly um and uh you know when i came up here like i got in this job and then i'm like trying to see what the scene's all about up here and then i'm just like oh shit like it was richmond was more like tight-knit it was richmond was more organic i i guess you could say um it felt it felt more like uh it was just more fun um but you know new york i feel like it's starting to come around where like um you know where whereas it used to be uh uh you know people would only go to touring bands shows and that was pretty much it um, you know, it seems like there seems to be more of a local embrace, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's where I came from, more of a, uh, um, a uh, more tighter knit kind of scene. Gotcha. Yeah, I started getting worried when you guys were talking because I was like, man, did I read that right? They're a New York band, right? Yeah. We're the non-New Yorkers. Uh, we're, the, we're the transplants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, uh, our, our bassist is from Queens, and then uh, Larry's like a Long Island kid. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, I mean, you know, I mean, New York's got like a rich history of heavy music, though, too, you know? Hell and yeah. uh, I've got, uh, you know, gotten to know quite a few of the guys from like, you know, the, the hardcore scene up there. But, uh, like, <clears throat> but you're saying like, you know, those are, that's like, you know, more old school tighten it. But now, like, for the new guys coming up, you don't feel it's as, uh, communal i mean when i got here initially it didn't feel uh well i mean at the same time too like i guess i just wasn't in it you know what i mean so like you know you kind of like it takes a minute to get used to your surroundings and then kind of like feel out like where you're supposed to be where things are you know all that kind of stuff um so it's kind of it's almost like a comfort thing i guess you know yeah it it was confusing to get into uh for that's me, a, just like that's a good word for it, yeah. You know, I I came up, um, I I, I was in an, a a band for a long time. I'm still in it, but we were doing psychedelic and doom type stuff and trying to find our little niche in that in New York was hard. Trying to find where the shows were as a transplant was really hard. Um, and and maybe it's for better or worse because of social media it's it's easier to figure out where the shows are happening even the ones they don't want you to go to if you're not from here you know and um it's it's uh it's getting easier or it has gotten easier yeah but like kirk said maybe we just figured out how to like find those shows and get to those shows and you find the bands to follow but there's a lot going on in, in new york right now there's a there are like three or four different punk communities you know throughout the city and and more probably but um it, it's really cool um, to, to see like such a diversity of, of bands and, and like people from different backgrounds and, and playing like heavy, extreme music, metal, punk, crust, whatever. Um, there, there's a lot of it going on right now. It's, it's really interesting. By the way, is that a, is that a WWF shirt that you're wearing? Uh, yeah, yeah. I believe uh, it like is. 
<laughs> <laughs> I saw it, and I was just like, I, I'm, 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 uh, I've had a lot of Dayquil, Nightquil recently, so I might be tripping a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's a, something going around with the the weather change and everything. But yeah, always yeah. representing, man. Our drummer got us sick, man. So we're all. Just, <laughs> I think we're all fucked. This, you know. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. That's why I feel a little stuffy myself. But glad we're uh, knocking this out. Um, yeah, if you guys get a chance, man, make it over to New York Hardcore Tattoo and and talk to my buddy Vinny Hell Stigma. Yeah. Oh, go, go, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go. Hi. Hi, Vinny. Tell them that Bill Bailey sent you. I heard of your band. Ignatius uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Front, you know, are you guys? Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been on, on here, and he's an old friend of mine. So, yeah, tell him uh, Bill Bailey right sent on. you over there. Oh, hell he'll, yeah. He'll man. take you under his wing, you know? He's a good dude. Good yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take that, yeah. But And oh, he yeah. accepts cash bribes, so. Perfect. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> We're speaking of which, like, when did uh, like this uh, band come together for you guys? Uh, when did Cash Bribe come together? Honestly, uh, so we started. Uh, it was kind of like in the late, like it was like 2018, 2019. Um, myself and Larry, the drummer. Uh, we were kind of just fucking around. Honestly, uh, we were, um, you know, we we were kind of just spending a lot of money at bars and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, what, like, what can we do that is a little more productive than just sitting at second chance saloon all day and, you know, getting drunk as shit. Um, so my buddy, uh, Colin, he's the original bass player and, um, he's sort of like, Hey, let's, let's go over here. This is like a, a rental by the hour sort of spot. Uh, so we just kind of just fucked around for a little while. And then, uh, eventually, um, you know, it was kind of just figuring out that, you know, there's a certain sound that we could do, uh, which was, you know, rock and roll. And, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's a sound that like, you know, Larry can play the hell out of. And, um, you know, just hard, like it harkens back to like, you know, the bands I used to play in and I don't know, it was just, uh, it just kind of took off. And then, uh, during the pandemic, we didn't have anything to do. Right. And, um, you know, in order not to go crazy, you 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 know that's what for me that's what i focused on it's like i'm like writing songs for cash bribe because other than that i'm stuck at home you know drinking scotch you know like i'm i'm ooh scotch yeah yeah i have yeah i would go through like the uh you know the the johnny walker or whatever but like yeah man it was just like trying to just pass time and shit and um you know as as things went along we recorded a record and um you know that was cool and but then like we kind of wanted to step it up you know what i mean like you know Larry, we, we want to play shows we wanted to um you know just really just naturally evolve and um so that's when we uh went out and uh, got an actual singer uh joe <laughs> um before that, we were trying to do it where um, I was singing and playing guitar, and I'm not that good. So, like, I would try it for a little while, you know, wrote songs that I was like, all right, there's not a lot of words, so maybe I can do this. Nah, it was just, it was, it was shit. It, it, it didn't work. Um, but uh, we got Joe, and, you know, Joe's just killer and, you know, knows so much, you know, about music in general. Um you know, and that really gave us a kick in the ass. And then, um, you know, we got Brian because uh, our bass player, Colin, he left, you know, uh, you know, life popped up and, um, you know, we got Brian and, uh, you know, now it's, you know, just like four guys really like, you know, focused in on what we want to do. And, um, you know, it's just been, you know, it's been a lot of fun. The, uh, we like really bonded over um not just like playing songs to play songs but to 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 push ourselves and and um one of the reasons i joined was that these guys like to work when they're hanging out you know we're drinking beers at practice we're having a good time but we're we're working and we're trying to write songs and we're trying to to push larry as hard as he can drum we're, we're kirk is pushing himself as hard as he can he's you know each song he's bringing in new techniques and he's, he's, you know, we we're all doing our homework. Um, 
and and for us it's not just you know the satisfaction the fun in it is is pushing ourselves and trying to like get to a new point every time and and um we all seem to share that goal that that like desire um we're not just jamming but we're we're doing it with purpose and and um that was my my big reason to join the band and i i think brian felt similarly that he he came in he was a shoe in like he you know two songs we were like this is our guy um but he (laughs) he wants to work he he wants to be he you know he and i have both been in bands for uh for 10 years plus and um we're just looking to um push ourselves into territory we hadn't been before and what was the inspiration for the the name oh <laughs> well we went through a few names uh before we settled on that one uh we were uh, adult situations for a little while um i liked it but uh, uh the other guys weren't, weren't so into it and then um <laughs> And then uh, actually, it's a, it's a Simpsons reference, honestly. Uh, if you watch, uh, there's the episode with Chief Wiggum, and then you see the be- badge that says, like, cash bribes only. I'm like, oh, shit, that, that kind of works, actually. And um, Nice. So the Simpsons predicted you guys, too. I, Wouldn't you know you it? Know, holy shit. You know, I, <laughs> wow. I, didn't even, I didn't actually think about it that way, but yeah. <laughs> That's got to go on a shirt or something. Who the fuck knew, man? <laughs> Chief Wiggum's badge. There you go. <laughs> That's good, yeah. good shit. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, I was checking out, like, uh, you know, going down, going down the rabbit hole a little bit for, uh, you know, obviously you guys big uh, Black Flag, Rollins era yeah. uh, fans. Uh, I saw that, you know, I could hear that influence there. But uh, you were coming together kind of like during the whole COVID uh, pandemic shit. That's what you're talking about. Like trying to keep, keep sane with some scotch or whatever. And right. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, you know, earlier on, like, I, I think what you see in the new album that we, that we put out uh, is kind of like a refinement of a lot of things that we came up with during COVID when, you know, things were at its peak um insanity and um you know the like the concept of like escape from new york is um honestly um i I was in a car at like the height of the pandemic i don't i don't remember where i was going but um you know it was not it was nighttime and i'm driving by uh on the bqe you know um coming from south brooklyn you get a really nice view of the, the, the city like skyline and all that right but you you go by there and there's no lights on as like i've never seen that in my life um you know like i've never seen new york like that dead looking you know you know so in uh in doing that like you know i've always had a thing for um apocalyptic kind of you know imagery and thinking and all that and it just really it's really like hit you know hit a hit a spot with me so um you know that's i think that's where that song comes from um and then, like you know, when uh, when Joe joined us, so, you know, I think he really got like that concept of, you know, urban, you know, decay. Like it's kind of how like New York is like a big is like a smaller version of like the big picture of the world. Um, I suppose I'm, I'm probably not explaining it too well, um, <laughs> but it, Joe seemed to get it what I was trying to get at, and um, you know, that's, I think that's where the rest of the that pushed the rest of the album, um, you know, to the finish line. Did you uh, happen to uh, see that Walking Dead series, Dead City? That's like supposed to be New York City. I hadn't seen it. No, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys were into the Walking Dead. I, I, you know, I didn't give up on it like everybody else. I'm, I'm a glutton, so I, I try and ride everything out to the end, and then I yeah, check out the spinoffs, and the spinoff was pretty cool too because it's all in new york city after it's all like fallen and oh, zombies okay. and, and everything so maybe you'll find some Not inspiration bad. there that's what it reminded me of when you said you've seen it all like you know dead basically with the lights off and everything but uh was uh joe with you guys during the first ep face mac face mask city no that was uh that was me on vocals uh and guitar and then colin 
uh, the guy I was talking about earlier, he was the bass player, and then layers on drums. Um, we recorded that during the pandemic. Um, Colin knew uh, uh, this guy that um, he had a nice studio out in Long, like Babylon, I think, uh, Long Island. And um, basically, like, he used to work with Colin. So he's just like, yeah, you guys can come to my studio and, you know, just hang out and record, whatever. Um, while you're there, do my do the laundry for the studio and, you know. <laughs> You know, it's all good. And we would just basically go in around when um, I think the guy from one of the guys from Ballbeat was like living there. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, he was like uh, living. Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was living Fischiano? there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, he was, he was like in there. Um, I think he was working on something. Uh, maybe it was like guitar tutorials or something like that. But basically, like we'd go in around when he was working, like when he wasn't you know, doing something like, I think to finish the record, we came in and he was like upstairs sleeping. Um, and we're like doing our thing. And, uh, the soundproofing is just so good that he, he couldn't hear us, which is, you know, amazing. Um, nice. but, um, yeah, yeah. So that was that. So then like onto this one, this was like our first, like, you know, we're, we're all four of us. We're going to go to this, we, you know, we're going to pick out a studio and go to it. And like, it was, it was more with purpose. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Whereas, the first one was like your trial run, right? This is, the... yeah. Yeah. First one was a trial run. First one was just kind of like a clusterfuck of, I just want to be out of, out of my house during the pandemic. And, you know, yeah, I was going to ask, like, I mean, what I know, like New York had some heavy restrictions. So were you guys like, was this like some bootleg underground, like sneaking out studio time thing or, you yeah, know, pretty or, much. I mean, like, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out, damn. <laughs> better for worse, man. I mean, you know, I, uh, uh, I don't want to uh, vouch for the uh, morality of it, but um, yeah, yeah, that's basically what we did. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you gotta find anybody here, man. I, uh, I was like, fuck it, man. It, you know, uh, freedom. You know, that's why I kind of like reading the whole like, I don't know, the name Face Mask City. It's like uh, I don't know, like there was like a message you were uh, sending out and your, or what kind of influence you had when you were writing that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a weird time too. Cause that was around the time of the, you know, all the, uh, the George Floyd uh, uprising and just the uprising against police. And um, you know, that really just the anger that's in the city at the time. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, it's still here, of course. Um, but just like the fucking, just there it would be the kind of thing where you you would drive by and you see like police like reacting to the situation you'd be watching those motherfuckers because you're like dude i don't want to see like i don't want to see them stomp some dude out you know what i mean like it's like you know you would see it and um i don't know it was it was just like it was definitely like a lot of things were coming together at the same time. Um, oh yeah. It was like a perfect storm of like a fucking, uh, you know, like a pressure cooker, man, just getting ready to blow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When, if you read like, if you read Kirk's lyrics from face mask city and like, you know, this is what I was reading and joining like bad vibes, March of the creeps, um, like face mask city, like extends to so many things. And there's just like, there was just such a depersonalization, you know, which was the stark contrast. I live on this block in Queens, you know, kind of outside of the city, but still in it. But, you know, during 2020, all of my neighbors and I like got along, we got to know each other, but then immediately outside of the block, it was just like, nobody want, you know, we, we live in a city where we pretend to not know anybody. We don't look at each other, make eye contact or anything like that. But then, um, it's the level of depersonalization in, in 2020. Just nobody, th there was no like common ground. Um, no. And, and I, 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 that's like Kirk's lyrics. Just like I'm reading them. I was like, holy shit. He like nailed it. He nailed it. Um, it's like, we were all fucking confused and angry and whatever. And um, being in the city was, yeah, like big fucking pressure cooker and, and, you managed to write a really good EP about it. <laughs> oh, well, thank well, you. You're like, you know, I mean, it had to be therapeutic for you too, you know, to get, just get that shit out. You know, I'm sure it, like so many others were probably 
Like, I mean, like Joe said, he connected with what you wrote. I'm sure so many other people would connect with that too, with how they were feeling. And you were able to, uh, you know, I guess, you know, the primal scream is like a, uh, you know, a therapy, uh, form of therapy, you know, because it's better than being out there in the fucking face mask, stopping people, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So then, um, so now like escape from New York, uh, it's out now on, on Fandango records. And that is like now with Joe kind of like, you said there's elements of what was face mass city brought up into um, mm-hmm. escape from New York, or is it like mostly all brand new? Um, it, it's a, a lot of those tracks were uh, we demoed them uh, before Joe and Brian came on. Um, you know, we had demoed them uh, is we have demos with me doing the vocals on them. You know, they're written, they're done. Um, you know, that's a lot from, you know, that era. But then, um, you know, the certain amount of material ended up being stuff that we just came up with uh, together. Uh, pretty much right before you we go in to record, it's like, oh, shit, let's add this in. Oh, shit, let's add this in, yeah. you know? We were, we were polishing lyrics the morning of our, of our last session. Like, it, yeah. it, it came down to the wire, which, you know, I, it is kind of how I work, unfortunately. But um, we did pull it off, you know? Yeah. yeah, it was killer. Like Joe, like he was like one take Jake, um, just just <laughs> knocking these things out, you know. And then, like, what for uh, for you, Joe? Like, what was uh, like the message you were trying to, uh, you know, uh, get out through that? Um, pessimism, man. Um, just just pessimism. Um, so so I I'll, I'll say like off the bat, I wrote Creature of Consumption and ICBM. And half of life is devastating, and the rest were were Kirk lyrics. But I I do connect with those, and and I think Kirk was hinting at a similar hopelessness. Um, I'm one of those climate nuts. I I'm just constantly reading about how we're gonna die next, um, and it was just echoing through my brain. Um, and and I was just sort of sorting through the like powerlessness of life. We 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 only get a certain amount of autonomy. We only get a certain amount of freedom and, um, you know, we get a certain amount of time to be here and it, it will be taken from us. Yeah. It could be in a big climate disaster. It could be in a fucking nuclear war, but it could also just be like cancer, you know, and it's, um, just finding that similar hopelessness in all of it and trying to work with it. Um, but then turn it into like opportunity you know, if it's all fucked, then, then what does it matter what you do? Go have fun, man. Go do it. Um, you know, and, um, that, that was kind of, that's what I, t- I took away from that experience of, of like writing these words and, you know, recording, you know, Kirk's words and my words. I think there was like a vibe of kind of like, we all know that we live in this capitalist hellhole. uh, you know, where, where you work, you sleep and you die. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think it's all just kind of just a, the natural reaction to, you know, being a commodity ourselves, you know, like our time, our effort, all that we're just, it's, it's commoditized and, uh, it's not apparently not worth a lot. Um, so, you know, I think the, the, a lot of the stuff on the record is really a reaction to that, um, in, in various ways. Yeah, like I've I've visited New York. Uh, I like I said, I got friends out there. I visited, uh, and you know, a lot of cool sites. Got to actually see some WWE back in the day oh, with Stone Cold at at Madison Square Garden. Damn, oh, sick, know? dude. All right, but uh, but I wouldn't want to live there, man. You know, I I was happy to visit, but I was like, I I and I I live uh, near Cleveland. And, and I'm oh, too shit. close to the city now, you know, I like, I like getting out. Like you talk about the climate and shit, man. I'm at more at peace when I'm out in nature, when I'm out away from all this shit, when I'm around yeah. trees and my feet are grounded in the earth and shit. I mean, I'm sounding hippie, like, but you know, there's some like legitimacy no. to, you know, just You're sounding getting... black metal, man. Yeah. You need to be in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, you know, like I said, great, great to visit but i could see why you'd want to 
you know, uh, why you'd feel that way. And, 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 uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities there for you guys and everything, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> escape from New York, man. I get it, man. So speaking of that though, does, uh, do you guys get, uh, any guest appearances from snake Pliskin? <laughs> if only, man. Yeah. Yeah. If only we were kind of hoping that uh, they'd remake Escape from New York and then sort of be like, oh, yeah, who are these assholes that made this, you know, record? You know, <laughs> maybe we could get a meet and greet with Kurt Russell or something like that, you know? There we go. Yeah, no shit, yeah. man. Have him sign your CD. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> take the opportunity. Nice. And then, um, like, Speaking of the ICBM, I was checking out the the that music video, and uh, it was like taking me back, like to you know we got you know, I mean we got a nice hardcore uh, punk scene here in Cleveland too, and we you know it took yeah. me back to some of the days I'd be out at like house parties and shit, and guys be playing in the living room and and tearing shit up and whatever. But uh, um, I really dug, uh, I think it was your bass player's glasses, too. I Hell yeah. asked about, like, <laughs> where I could find a pair of those. Yeah, you'd have to ask him. But uh, he was he used to be in a band called World War Nine. That was, uh, you know, a long-time punk band here in the uh, in New York. And uh, all the videos I think he did with Damn, him. I don't know if those. he'll make it to that one, but. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, yeah, he had these glasses, those, those same glasses. Um, you know, he would use them in those videos, too. So we're like, yeah, bring them back. Nice. Yeah, those were sweet. It reminded me of going back to WWE references when Edge and Christian used to do the five second five second poses, you know, with the glasses. That might be before <laughs> your guys' time. But uh <laughs> and then uh let's talk about um the message in your song, nothing good is coming. Oh. Like more more of that pessimism we were talking about earlier. Let's hear about it. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was another one that was written uh, uh, before uh, Joe and Brian came on. Um, I mean, that was just like for for all these like the music uh, generally was came up first. We you know we wrote the music together and then you know putting lyrics on top of it, um, you know that fit. And um, you know that's just one where it's just kind of railing against. I think I was really railing against. Um, kind of the vapidness that's like internet culture you know what i mean uh where you know it's kind of the idea of you know you put shit in you're going to get shit out um and that's what i mean like nothing good is coming um you know there's nothing good coming when you're you know nothing nothing really means anything you know like you know everything that you see on the internet like so much of it's fake so much of it is designed to get you to react in a certain way, buy certain things, you know, all this kind of nonsense. And, you know, I think as a result, you just, it, it's just a, uh, uh, just really hurts the quality of life. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's fucking shit. And, um, you know, I think that's really what I'm, you know, the song is trying to communicate. Dude, you're preaching to the choir there, man. I'm fucking, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm 50 years old. I'm I'm finally doing something I enjoy, like with this podcast. You know, I've been involved in the Cleveland music scene for years. You know, have made a lot of friends over the years. But uh, you know, everything's all about like hits and likes and yeah, you exactly. Know, all this social media bullshit. I I, I had this like. I won't mention the person's name, but it was, you know, I was, I was scheduled to do this, like good, this pretty big name interview, you know, on here. And then I had to like, I had to cancel because of like a, a, you know, a family thing came up and then I went to reschedule and then they're like, Oh, they're not going to do it because you don't get enough hits or likes. And I'm like, are you, I'm like, (laughs) you know, and and I got to build up like this presence. Like I'm some 14 year old TikTok girl and shit. and, and, And it's just not, me dude you know i don't think i'm that self-important to tell you what i'm dude. you know going to shop for and all that you right. know yeah. I just so true, man. People, have a good conversation be real and and you know I, I would i like more listeners and followers and all that hell yeah that's why i'm doing this i mean joe rogan money i would be nice but <laughs> you know 
I don't want to have to like play this fucking role on social media. And it just sucks because it's like, I, I love, you know, like I had Tommy Victor, uh, on your New York. Oh, wow. Prom, nice. From prom. You know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, Danzig. And Danzig. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in Danzig uh, too? He was, right? Yeah. He yeah, was on yeah. six. Oh. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He was just on tour with this. The last Word? Tour okay. With him. No yeah, awesome. Okay. And, uh, another great, great New York guy. You know, I'm lucky yeah. when I get, get names like that on here, you know, but, uh, I just don't, you know, even these guys though are getting pressured like in some of these bigger bands oh you gotta guys gotta be more of a social media influence and i'm just like i don't know man it's just fucking what it is man it's like i don't want to play that game i don't want to you know i try and tell my kids it's not reality you know yeah Um, but uh you're you're, nothing good is coming like you said man yeah i don't know it's definitely the biggest thing, man. Where it's kind of like the the fact is that a lot of uh, I, that I was like my soapbox. You, you triggered me. <laughs> a lot of people like really think that what's what they see on the screen is a real representation of reality, and it's just not. Um, you know, and I think that is affecting our culture in so many ways. And you know, coming from you know this you know the, our outlook you know the underground underground culture it's kind of just like man like this this shit's just off the rails dude um so uh sorry i lost my train of thought but yeah nothing's gonna come in. well yeah you know and like what you were saying about like having to do all this other external shit when you're just trying to do your thing and like kirk was saying about the scene you know or just music in general and, and with heavy music there's there's this embedded Instagram element. Now there's this embedded like social media element to fucking hardcore music to heavy music. And, and it's, it's um, the exposure is great. And it's cool to see that a lot of these bands are getting a lot more opportunities in a time when like live music is definitely not a great way to make a living. But at the same time, it, 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 it creates this game where you're, you're trying to play music and you have to do all of this other stuff just to like play your songs for people um, just to like get your songs into in front of different people. And, and I know that that's like part of music. That's part of like promotion. Um, so I'm probably not hitting it exactly the right way, but, but the idea being that like, we, the, you have to, I, I was watching um, Tyler, the creator just had a, a thing with Nardwar that came out today. He did another one and he's oh, yeah? saying that, all of these artists need to quit doing like sneaker drops or like hot ones or like all of these things that have nothing to do with music. And they need to get in front of places, outlets that talk about music, outlets that want to promote their music, outlets that want them to talk about what their album is about um, and, and just dissolve this, this element of like clout, this element of like, you know, personality uh, um, um, influencer behind there we're musicians we're not we're not influencers we're not you know we don't live these glamour lives we have jobs we like we work fucking hard man and like when we get into our space it's not pretty every practice you know we, we don't live these very glamorous lives and, and to make us have to look like we're living like a cool life my car broke down four times on tour this year four times that is not something that we need to post on instagram that is not something that's gonna like give us cool points it's a fucking broken car like touring is not always you know we we love hanging with the boys we love you know drinking in new places and playing in new places but it's we don't live these picture perfect lives there we we live uh you know we're, we're we're working for what we get we're we're all in our 30s we've been working hard at this we've all been playing music for a long fucking time um i don't know yeah you got me on my soapbox too i guess <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and like i just uh you know i i've just started uh, gotten this new relationship and 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 we're talking and she's just like you know talking about being our authentic selves you know just be yourself don't fucking pretend to be because it's like whoever you are is who i'm gonna want to be be with not this fucking fake per- eventually the mask falls off you know yeah. in the early days of any kind of like whatever relationship and shit like that and it's just like you know that social media is like they want you to wear this mask this happy mask and fucking sell this fucking product and uh yeah dude this is it 
So I've been kind of like almost taking that approach with my social media. And some people have been like, like, dude, I had a fucking bad day the other day, dude. And I was like, legit, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm retired military, you know, and I, I get bad oh. days in my head, dude. There's some days that just aren't fucking good, mm-hmm. you know? And, but I've been like trying to be on this like kick of like, uh, improving my health and positive mental attitude pma and all this shit and a lot of people a lot of my friends are like dude you're motivating me you're inspiring me i appreciate that you know but then i i had a bad day and i fucking went on i said i'm having a fucking bad day like fucking grown man in fucking tears feeling like fucking shit you know and uh i was just like i'm gonna throw this out there and either you know internet do with it what you will you know not a bunch of people. Nah, I wasn't getting, you know, beat up like by all the keyboard warriors about it. Not that I got much of a fucking following. It's mostly my fucking friends anyway. But it's like, maybe I could fucking take this thing that we're supposed to push. And I'm just going to be real and like have vent sessions like this, you know? Hell yeah, man. Maybe that, maybe yeah. that'll get me some fucking followers. Not that I <laughs> fucking want to. I, I, I've been going my whole life trying to get over the whole, uh, giving a shit what other people think about me because that thing was like a fucking ball and chain for years. And I'm finally like, I don't care anymore. I like myself. I'm finally to a place at fucking 50 where I like myself, you know, (laughs) that's all you can do, man. Therapy session, you know, right. No, but but that's, that's true. It's true. It's like, so throw myself out there and whatever, you know, the hate can come or the fucking, or somebody can be out there and be like, dude, that fucking helped me. Thank you for being, fucking real but either way i just i i i don't want to have to play their game but i guess if i'm gonna play it i can fucking spin it you know yeah i don't yeah. know but anyway, yeah i mean I, I definitely Cash think Pride. that um <laughs> i i definitely think that you know the song i mean in terms of the message or whatever like it's definitely i think it's not just you know limited to the internet but um yeah no it, it's definitely you know, in all these avenues of life where, uh, you know, there's a lot of demand for, you know, just being a placid version of yourself that isn't truly who you are, like, you know, you'll get by easier, um, but you're going to feel more, you know, dead inside. Um, and oh, I, yeah. And I think that's, um, I just, I just think that's uh, unfathomable, really. It's, 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 it's untenable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, in the past, every time I've tried to put on this fucking, you know, persona, like I said, the bad days come out and then it's just like, you know, shit falls apart. So it's just like, you know, fuck it. Just just be who you are and, you know, Hell yeah. fuck yeah. everybody else. But uh, let's talk about like when you guys play out. Um, I mean where have you guys been out on the road? I mean, you talk about the car breaking down, you know, and, and getting out there, but uh, what is the live shows? Like what, what do you guys bring to the table that uh, people need to go fucking check out a cash bribe show? I mean, we're fun. Uh, (laughs) Joe, Joe's a maniac. I mean, I think that's uh, the biggest takeaway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Joe just, I think he gets into another state. And uh, we're all just trying to keep up with him, honestly. We we all bring it, man. Larry's a fucking animal. Yeah, he, also, uh, yeah. You know, he he he's the kind of guy that if we have time for one more song, we're not going to do it because Larry gave himself, threw everything into his drums. I threw everything onto that floor, you know, and, and um, you know, we – when we're going for an enclosed set, we're not, we don't play that long, maybe 25 minutes, but maybe, you know, probably closer to 20. Um, but we leave it all out there, man. Um, it's, it's hard to say that, you know, it's hard to sell a show where we're just like, we're raw energy, but we're, we're pretty fucking crazy, man. Um, we, uh, we go for it. We, yeah. We the heart rate is elevated. Man. You're getting your high yeah. intensity, uh, interval training or whatever they call it right absolutely yeah Yeah. like i i do uh i work out just so i can play live like i so i can keep up and sing um because i needed like when i joined the band my lungs couldn't keep up with uh with with screaming and and like being energetic so i i had to like 
get my lungs in better shape to be the singer in this band. And it's, it took about six months. It, it took a while for me to get like, okay, oh, yeah, I can finally fucking breathe, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, we, we, we go for it, man. It's, it's, it's our sport. Yeah. Like- that's the best. Yeah. That's the best right there. It's a hundred percent our sport. Yeah. Nice. And then like, who's, uh who's some of the guys that uh, you've uh, been able to share the road with and any, uh, memorable areas that you've played we we played on friday at bootleg bar in brooklyn with a band from your town um speed plans so well, we played with speed plans and pissed me off one of them's from cleveland one of them's from pittsburgh and i kept getting it mixed up when i was talking to them um but they're both great towns great towns for heavy music um nice. so that was really cool being able to play with some touring bands also on that bill was daydream from uh from portland and they they were they were awesome um yeah. Who are our highlights in New York, Kirk? Well, I mean, like in terms of traveling, um, you know, we've mostly been playing here. We haven't really, uh, Cash Bride hasn't really gotten on onto the road so much. That's something we're hoping for 2024. Um, yeah. Joe's, in, Joe's in like a million bands. So like, you know, he's, he's on and off the road all the time um, for Cash Bride. Keep them lungs going though. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's just Got on it. and on and on and on. And yeah. um for uh, for cash bribe, uh, you know we we're, you know this like next month we've got some shows uh, out in uh, like Pennsylvania and um, I think New we're Jersey. like talk- yeah New Jersey, um, so kind of just like a regional kind of thing and um, you know I I think that we're just you know looking forward to bringing it, um, you know all the bands that we've played with uh, you know just just fun everyone's cool. Uh, yeah. Everybody, everybody wants to, everybody appreciates, you know, the music, everyone, you know, wants to be there. Um, it's just a lot of fun. You know, I think we're all in it for kind of the same reason. It's always cool. Like, you know, when you play with those out of town bands, like networking and building those relationships, cause you know, you give them a show in your town and they, you know, usually will reciprocate and, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On the bill at their, so hopefully you guys will uh, hit Cleveland at some point, you know, We'd love to, uh, yeah. Ohio is a great place to play punk music, man. Yeah, my buddy Rob owns the uh, No Class, which uh, oh shit, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, Yeah, that's wild, man. And then, um, well, before we get ready and wrap up, uh, I want to like ask you a couple questions that I normally ask the guests I have on here. Um, what was the uh? If what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? <laughs> Bring back You're... shop. A shop. I wish I could work on my car. I don't know how. Bring yeah, back I don't. Shop, man. I don't know how to work on my car either. Um, I don't have a car. I haven't had a car in like a decade because I've been, you know, living in the city. Um, but uh, you know, if they did have like mandatory uh, 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 automotive training, I think I'd be a lot better off shop home ec personal finance like yeah it helped during tours when it breaks down yeah it would yeah, definitely it'd help to know you know a lot of life skills that you learn in your 20s that our parents definitely learned in high school you know i didn't learn any personal finance from school and no. I, I think that was a thing that they did in the 50s through 70s maybe in the 80s i don't know i learned how um, to fill out fill out bubbles you know what i mean yeah. standardized test yeah. take i could take a standardized test really good yeah. So, yeah, so hard, hard, hard skills, man. Hard skills. Yeah. It's a whole nother episode we could talk about the dumbing down of uh the nation. You know, it's so <laughs> yeah. you could go on it. about that, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot of this a lot of this record is kind of about that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good, man. You gotta get the gotta get the somehow we gotta get to the message out of whatever way people fucking like it'll click, you know. It's like, you know, trying to even have an honest discussion about things on the internet anymore. You get fucking one side will, you know, get to have their voice heard and the other will shut you down. You know, it's like we can't just sit at the table and have a have a conversation anymore. So it's like we got to sneak it in through the music. Like, you know, <laughs> for sure. Rebellious nature. Um, and then who are three people who've inspired you and you could credit for making you the person you are today? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not good at these questions, man. Um, Joe, you go first. Yeah, okay. Um, 
definitely one person is my parents. They, you know, they got me into music. Um, dude from Texas, OG, you know, hardcore metal guy, Riley Gale was around the scene when I was coming up and, and it was hard to not want to be him every time you saw him on stage. Um, my buddy Matt taught me how to play guitar. He taught me how to play heavy guitar. He, he's no longer with us, but um, he's one of the reasons that I'm singing in this band. Um, his, you know, he uh, both as a kid getting into music and then after he passed, realizing that um, I needed to play heavy music, man. I needed to get out there and be in a punk band. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with those. Nice. Yeah, and I guess um, my dad definitely helped me. Um he was really into like blues and all that when I was growing up and uh, he had an electric guitar. That was the first time I'd ever seen one when I was a little kid. I'm like, Oh my God, that's cool. And um, you know, that was definitely a big influence on, you know, pushing me in the musical direction. Um, you know, even if, you know, that wasn't, you know, maybe that was a little frowned upon, but um, you know, outside of that, man, I mean, like there's so many bands and, and songs and things like that, that I've, just gotten inspired by over the years that like you know it's it's tough to put it in an order um it's just like i just i feel like the world inspires me man <laughs> i mean i know that's really open and not really a statement but like it's it's true if it's how you feel man it is what it is you know yeah all right this one might be a little bit easier for you favorite toy as a child uh I built Lego constantly, man. I liked Lego. I had one of these big monster trucks too. Um, you remember these? Uh, like the, the wheels would come apart and they became these big, like, uh, uh, like, God, I, I'm describing it terribly, but um, it's like it, it was a monster truck kind of thing. We rolled down the hill and all this kind of stuff, and I thought that was really cool. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, since you, you uh, obviously were a fan, pointing out my shirt, favorite wrestler? Stone Cold, baby. Yeah, Stone Cold. All day. <laughs> easy answer. Yeah, nice. easy question all day. That's the Oh, hell line. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, any self-respecting guy that grew up in Dallas, Texas, you know, in Texas, the great state of Texas, better uh, be a Stone Cold fan, right? You know it, man. <laughs> nice. uh, and then... um. Any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? Uh, thanks for your service. Uh, I hope the powers that be don't make you have to serve anymore. Um, you know, I hope you get to get home for the holidays. And yeah. um, thanks, thank again, thank you for your service. Yeah, we got a We have a volunteer military. Um, that's that's incredible. So thanks for your service, Nick. Thanks to anybody yeah. serving right now. Uh, my cousin Mike's a Marine. Thanks to Mike's service. Um, as we get into the cold seasons, we got a lot of homeless and disadvantaged veterans out there. So to anybody that's not a veteran, not serving, um, you know, take take a look outside, especially in these big cities, and and give a helping hand to the people that uh, that wanted to help us so badly. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Awesome, Joe. Great message, guys. Well, hey, man, it was good talking with you guys. I'm glad I got the vent and, and hijack your interview a little Hell bit. Hell yeah. No, no that, was awesome, that, was, that was great, man. <laughs> crushed it. Really but, uh, enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, really any, uh, For any of the, the fans out there that are new, like, you know, hearing about Cash Bride for the first time, they want to check you guys out and support you, like, where would you send them? Uh, we got a, we got a band camp. Uh, you know, you can just search uh, Cash Bribe on Google. And also, you'll get us on Bandcamp. You'll get our Spotify, our Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just look us up. Uh, we'll, we'll be there. We're out there. <laughs> I, I definitely, uh, you know, uh, want them to check out the uh, YouTube video so they too can can uh, fan out over your uh, bass player's sunglasses. Hell yeah. And, uh, Hell yeah. Video. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, man, thank you for your time. It was good talking with you. And thank you, uh, man. hopefully uh, we'll hit you. We'll see you in uh, Cleveland some point in 2024. Yeah, we'll definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs>
Hey, hey baby. baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boon Dog 10 at checkout. That's B O O N D O G 10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boon Dog 10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy, it's spelled D R E E M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle radio show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's boondoggle.